What's going on? I'm Sebastian Fishmatherin, a Floridian student, and you're listening to At Sea with Seabass, a podcast where we attack current events and societal issues. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. I already know that you guys aren't all going to be watching this on Halloween, but it is Halloween for me, and so I thought I would give you guys just a little history lesson on the ha the Halloween that we all know and love. Um, so in order to understand what Halloween is and how it originated, we got to go back to 2000 years ago with the Celts. Uh, the Celts were a collection of people who originated in Central Europe and shared similar culture, language, and beliefs. Um, over the years, the Celts migrated, they spread across Europe, um, and set shop everywhere from Turkey, Ireland, Britain, Spain, everywhere. Um, and they had this tradition. On October 31st, and it marked the end of the pastoral pastoral cycle. Um, think of this as the Celt New Year. Um, and they had this festival called Samhain. Now, Samhain means summer's end. And basically, summer's end was marked the end of summer, of course, but also marked a time where they reset. There was a lot of theological reflection, um, coming to know God, reflecting on God's world, um, and the light and resources that God had given them. So at this point, you may be asking, where do all the ghosts and stuff come from? Why, why, do we, why do we celebrate this as such a spooky holiday? Well, the Celts believed in this period of time, October 31st, in our calendar, that there was a border between the dead and the living, and that border was super thin. So people from our world could go into the underworld or heaven and... People from the underworld or heaven could come to our world. Um, And you might be like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This sounds very similar to the Day of the Dead, uh, that Mexican holiday, um, Latin American holiday. And it is very similar, but we will get to that. November 1st was named All Saints Day by the Vatican. And this was a way for Romans to sort of Christianize, Catholicize um, this holiday that was sort of spooky and and very non-Christian-like. And so they wanted to reform this dark holiday and make it all about, you know, Jesus and stuff like that. So so they call this All Saints Day, um, which was also known as All Hallows Day. And you can see where I'm getting at. Um, And the night before that, uh, in which the vigil was held was called All Hallows Evening. And in Scotland, it was shortened to Hallows Eve. And that was shortened to Hallowmas by the saints, uh, Hallowmas, Mass of Saints. Um, and over time, obviously, led to Halloween. So by the end of the Middle Ages, modern Europe Catholics shifted into many customs bells rung in the morning and the dead across the city and people began to dress up in their favorite saints by the 
late middle ages uh european catholics shifted into many customs bells were rung in the morning of the dead uh and across the city people began to dress up as their favorite saints um which can be linked to why we wear costumes um and here is where my fellow ap us students can link this to the curriculum when scotch irish immigrants came to the new world after the potato famine in 1845, they brought the pagan holiday with them, Hollowmas. And they had traditions such as bobbing apples and pulling pranks or tricks on the 31st. This was called guising. People didn't like these tricks so much. Uh, so they would bribe children with candy so that they wouldn't vandalize their homes or pull tricks on them. Keep in mind, there were many other associations of this holiday across Europe and what we now know as trick-or-treating and that, that whole phrase. It, it isn't just coming from the Celts, it's also coming from a lot of Catholic traditions and things that were happening all over the world. Remember how I mentioned that the Celts had spread over a wide variety of Europe and this led to a lot of different interpretations of the holiday itself. Um, and uh, one thing that could also be linked to what we call trick-or-treating is in the early 14th century, uh, poor European children would, would go door-to-door -door and ask for soul cakes. Um, and in return, these children would basically pray for whoever was giving them soul cakes. And, and the ones who didn't um, and, and rejected them, they would vandalize their home. So trick-or-treat. Um, and, and this was called souling. Um, and, and many kids would, would carry these turnips, hollow turnips, uh, very weird, very weird, um, while they were souling and they would have candles in them. And this was so that they could see where they were going throughout the night. Um, and you might have realized how I said turnips and not pumpkins. Well, when Holomus came to America, people began to sort of reform the original ideas of what Halloween was. Uh, and one of these were pumpkins because in America, people had already carved pumpkins as just a normal thing throughout autumn. And so they realized that pumpkins were easier to carve and just work with rather than turnips. And they were easier to hollow out uh, to make them lanterns. So people just found that that was probably the better thing to use. Um, and then you might be asking like, whoa, but like where'd the name like jack-o'-lantern come from? Well, that comes from like ancient, ancient folklore from the character named Jack of the Lantern. Uh, and to keep the story short, it's very interesting. And I definitely suggest anyone who sort of thinks they might like the story to go look more into it. Basically, this guy named Jack made a deal with the devil when he was about to die and tricked him into uh, letting him stay for like a day longer. And basically he pulled this trick on him where the devil wasn't able to bring him to hell. And once he actually did die, the devil basically said, you aren't allowed to come into hell because of your trickery. And when he went to heaven, they also denied him because he was a sinner and of course in these times, uh, if you were a sinner, you weren't going into heaven. So 
he was basically stuck on the earth to roam the nights with his turnip lantern. Um, and, and that's sort of how he got jack-o'-lantern from and, and the spooky little story. And this brings me into another section, which is Gothic literature. Gothic literature in the Victorian era played a huge role in a lot of the stories that we know about Halloween, uh, such as Frankenstein, Poltergeist, Haunted Houses, Dracula, all of these things that we sort of associate with Halloween came from these Victorian authors such as Edgar Allan Poe um, with The Raven and, and all these other things. Um, and a lot of what we know about Halloween developed in Canada and the United States the rest of the world varies in what it knows about Halloween and uh, All Hallows Tide, which is what it's also called. Uh, in Germany and Scandinavia, the holiday that is similar to uh, Halloween is called, I'm, I might butcher this, Walkergisnacht. That might have been wrong. That might have been very wrong. And I'm sorry to any Germans or Scandinavians who who heard that and literally cringed but um th that's that's a similar holiday to what we call halloween now going back to the latin american holiday called dia de muertas i also could have butchered that um which is translates to the day of the dead uh countries like mexico and spain celebrate the passage of the dead with festivals and dance and leave food for loved ones and this is very different from what the perception of the Celts had, which was a bit more darker and, and, and people from the underworld coming to America, not America, people from the underworld coming up uh, and trying to wreak havoc. But but with this, this Latin American holiday, it's more so just commemorating the lives of the people who are dead um, and it's said that they come back. If you've ever watched, um, oh shoot, what's the, the, the movie? You make me un poco loco. Um, that, that Disney film. Um, you'll know that, that they leave out these little altars for the dead and they leave out food for, for them. And then they, they give out prayers and, and all these things. It's much more of a commemoration. It's much more of a festival, um, than what it originally came out to be, which was a little bit more, dark um but yeah it's a less spooky in you know sort of south america than it is in north america and that's a really big misconception but i don't want people to think that um halloween is a dangerous holiday it's, it's really not people are not putting razors and candy actually that's incredibly rare um there has yet to be an instance in America where someone has died because of Halloween candy. Um, a lot of the deaths that are associated, a lot of the deaths that are associated with these Halloween candies aren't actually because of the Halloween candy itself, but more so because of different other circumstances such as murder from this, this I cannot make this up. I cannot make this up. A, a woman would, would give out, uh, shoot, I forgot her name, uh, but, but this was way back in like the 1920s. And, and a woman would give out like really like nasty things such as like 
candy filled with ants and stuff like these, like these really disgusting things. And they would give them out to children because she thought that Halloween itself was a terrible holiday and children shouldn't be celebrating it. Sh children shouldn't be dressing up in um, costumes and deceiving other people. Um, so she, she decided to do that. Uh, there and there are a lot of different cases like that, but more so, there has not really been an instance where someone has died from Halloween candy, it, the Halloween candy itself, unless you're talking about something like obesity or something. Uh, but yeah, the scariest thing that happens around Halloween time is that there's an increasing amount of children who die from from car accidents or are injured from car accidents than than the norm. So be safe and wear a mask and another scary thing about uh halloween is that america's candy consumption goes so increasingly hot like it's an unhealthy amount of candy i don't think people understand that and if you look at other countries around the world nobody does halloween like the united states does halloween so yeah that's a little history lesson on halloween uh Wanted to keep it short and sweet for anyone who's curious, like, oh, should I celebrate it? Is it like this sinful holiday in terms of religion? Uh, is it spooky? Blah, blah, blah. There are a lot of different cultures who celebrate Halloween in different ways. Uh, and in, in some cultures, it can be very spooky. It can resemble something that might be related to, you know, Salem witches and all these things. But for the most part, that is the origin uh, to recap is it's the, the the celts who wanted to commemorate the festivals uh and and not commemorate the festivals who wanted to <laughs> to uh celebrate the coming of autumn and winter and say goodbye to summer and also prepare for the harsher times of winter and the changes in color of autumn uh, and that's pretty much the real, real origin. And then a lot of these things have to do with the afterlife, of course, uh, but not as spooky as you'd think. Sorry to, to burst the bubble there. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening to this, uh, little history lesson. Um, I hope you all enjoyed that. And I hope you all have a safe Halloween, wear a mask, be safe. And yes, thank you for listening.